I I don't genuinely care about much, but I highly, highly value, I think maybe four things. Sonic mozzarella sticks, a, cl- a fucking cup of ice water, ambient lighting, and continuity. Hey, by the way, um, I'm back. Welcome to the second episode of Filler Up, my little solo podcast, which I enjoy filming very much. I enjoy even more than I thought I would. And I knew I would enjoy it, but I didn't realize how fucking easy it would be to just sit down and just let the tongue and throat do its fucking bidding. I don't really have to even turn on my brain to record these. I kind of just, my body just powers through mind to be damned. And it's really fun. And I hope you enjoy it too. And if you don't, I actually don't care if you don't enjoy it. But if you do, I appreciate it. I don't know if you noticed, my hair is, has disappeared. My hair is gone, buzzed down, as the kids say. I talked a little bit about I didn't talk a little bit. I talked a fucking lot of it about my bulimia and my struggles with bulimia. And that kind of roughed up my hair a little bit. And so I have decided to, in vain of the motherfucking phoenix, my hair is going to rise again from the ashes of my scalp. And I'm just going to regrow it. I'm going to bite the bullet. And I'm just going to, I'm going to give up on what was. And I'm just going to start over. I'm just going to start over. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of sick. I I don't love that like I have definitive proof that my hairline is inched back a tad. I don't love that. But honestly, not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think I was a lot more self-conscious about it than I should have been. I thought my hairline was going to be wonky and I just have I have a little bit of a cat ear situation going on, but I don't think it's bad at all. It's definitely not as bad as I thought and I'm grateful for that. Thankful. Even Anyways, I um I mentioned last episode that I planned on starting a four-day workout routine. And while I still kind of plan about I still kind of plan on doing that, but I yesterday was going to be my first day and I fucking missed it just because I didn't want to go at night. I had already gone through my the whole process of like a long work day. And I was just, I was hitting all my classes and whatnot. I was hitting all the work that I had to be done. I was doing a bunch of editing and made a bunch of social media posts and graphics and all that type of shit, cleaned up some audio. And I just, I was so tired when I got back that I just, I skipped out on it and I regret it. I should have just, I should have just sat down and done it. And if I were a better man, I probably would have, but I'm not. And I didn't. So I'm going to try to go tonight. I'm... I shouldn't be disappointed in myself because I still I still could easily hit that threshold. I just have to do just have to do a Sunday and I wasn't planning on I don't know. It's so hard to get into that type of routine and I hate the first I hate the first week of forcing yourself to do something hard. I hate it so much because I know exactly how I'm going to feel and I'm dreading it so badly. I know that after I'm probably going to start with an arm day because guys just don't start with legs. I don't know. That's just, it feels antithetical to my existence as a man to begin with the leg day. And so I'm going to, I know I'm going to finish all of that and I'm probably going to do some ab stuff after. And I know my entire upper body is going to feel like a shredded chicken taco and I'm not looking forward to that at all. I really like 
being able to move and lift things without having to like strain when you're in the place where you have to make like a sound every time you move like nobody wants well some people want that a lot of people who are super into working out fucking love that shit but i'm not that type of dude i do not enjoy pain at all i'm really not masochistic or sadistic whatsoever i like feeling nice or feeling nothing at all I'm fine with feeling nothing at all. I'm fine with feeling neutral. I don't like feeling like shit. And that is what that does immediately. It doesn't it doesn't make you feel like shit mentally and that's part of the reason why I like doing it so much. But or I like I like the after effects. I don't like doing it, but I like having done it if that makes sense. But I I I haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't done it and I'm I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm at least holding myself accountable. Like I've been pestering myself about it all day and I've been pestering myself enough that I'm starting to get annoyed with my own thoughts and so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start working out just in spite of myself because I'm an annoying little bitch when I'm alone I really am my internal monologue is a goddamn op I can't get myself to stop yapping at myself it's like 24 7 I am always complaining about something I'm so annoying and I'm so catty and I don't know why I wish I were more con I don't wish I were more content you know it's annoying but it is it's a really good method for me to not allow myself to devolve into just a monstrous blob of sloth if i didn't pester myself dude i i wouldn't fucking move i would sit in bed all day i would skip all of my classes i was i would avoid doing any extracurricular shit i would avoid hanging out with people i do actively avoid hanging out with people when i don't make an effort to do it because I just enjoy being by myself and doing nothing so much. But, you know, thank God for that pestering voice that refuses to allow me to succumb to my lazy bitch tendencies. I it's annoying, but I do appreciate it. And that's how I feel about that's how I feel about myself overall, if I'm being honest. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I I was scared. I didn't want to shave too much, like straight up down to the scalp where you can kind of see my scalp through my hair because I know how pale I am naturally. And like, I'm like the part of me that hits sun and tans is already pale. If I shave my head, I was, I was really scared of looking like a, an led light bulb, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like it, I feel like it definitely doesn't look bad. Somebody told me I look like Eminem and they meant that as a positive. I know they're super attracted to Eminem and that I don't understand at all. I get the appeal to his music. He's a very intense dude and he's like kind of an angry dude. And it's fun to listen to angry people while you're angry. So I get that a lot. But like, I don't understand how you look at Eminem and see like sex symbol or see him as sexy. Because like he's, he's a very like gritty dude. He's very intense. He's like music's Jason Statham. But I don't know. His lyrics are also, I don't think he's in, as intense as he portrays himself as because it's like he's gotten pretty corny recently. And I don't know if that's just he's not intense anymore because he's kind of a he's kind of a rich dude now. He's worth like, God, like fucking nine figures now. He's. Oh, dude, it's insane. I think that type of transformation that comes with getting an obscene amount of money is kind of gross, too. Like, I think 25-year-old Eminem would have a really hard time not hating 50-year-old Eminem because he's become, he's kind of become like a bitch. Like, people dog on him all the time. And it's well-deserved because the last, the last few albums he's released, especially after like 2014 or something, he's been releasing dog shit. 
Like his music is just not good anymore. And he, he's trying too hard to replicate what was. And he's just a lot of his musical talent and a lot of his musical production. It wasn't just that he was a talented intellectual guy. And it wasn't just that he was like studying dictionaries to try to find other words that he could use. And like, a master rhyme. like it wasn't just that like you could feel the fucking desperation in young Eminem's music you could feel the anguish you could feel the anger you could feel the resentment and it just it was fucking all encompassing it was it was deeply entrenched in each of his tracks and it's just not there anymore and i mean good on him like i know his life is probably better than it was in the fucking eight mile but ah. I don't know. It's sad to watch art divide. Or maybe it's not sad. Maybe that's maybe that's the natural progression of art. Maybe that's what's supposed to happen. Maybe art portrays the anguish and you're supposed to grow up and grow out of it and you're supposed to leave it to the next generation. Maybe I'll hit my stride doing this in a couple years and I'll get super good at it and people will look back and they'll be like, oh man, you popped out some bangers and then I'll keep going and like five years later, people will still be referring to like that period in two years and they'll be in so insistent about like, God, Carson, you fell off. Like you just don't give a shit about anything anymore. You little bitch ass rich kid. You're not, you have no good social comments whatsoever you're not funny anymore and maybe i won't be but maybe i'll be happy and maybe that's just the trade-off that has to happen i don't know i don't know maybe it's a natural process that you're just you just kind of forced into it's just it has to happen and maybe maybe i want it to happen by then i don't know i feel like the people who glom onto their past success they always seem pretty miserable right everybody has a peak everybody has a peak and granted people aren't gonna People aren't going to hit them at 20. Like, I'm not worried about it right now. But I think it's okay that people like Eminem or (laughs) Mariah Carey or like singers like that or artists like that, they have a peak and they have a substantial fall off. And I think it's okay to not be once what you once were so long as you took advantage of who you were when you had it. That's the real issue with falling off or with peaking is that you didn't do enough with your peak. You didn't capitalize on your peak. And because you didn't capitalize on your peak, you're going to be stuck in that what was instead of what is. You don't get to enjoy what was, you know? It's a really tragic thing when you don't get to look back and enjoy your own memories and enjoy your own life. And I feel like like I've experienced that in a manner as well like i i'm not gonna pretend like i peaked like god that would be fucking horrific at 21 but like there's definitely periods where i know when i was younger like i had spans from like 16 to 17 that were definitely better than like my span from like 18 to 19 like i know i was doing more i was enjoying myself more i was working out i was taking better care of myself all of that in the moment, like I was so fucking drained when I was 16 and 17 and I just felt like dog shit most of the time because I was just doing so much and there was so much pressure to keep, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and make more and more happen in the future and keep advancing and lead yourself into a good situation. And then I kind of hit that 18 to 19 rut. I spent my first year of college, like in the middle of a pandemic. So I was just, I was feeling awful. I was feeling isolated. I was, I feel like I was a normal level of depressed, but well, 
it wasn't no I would have been a normal level of depressed had I not been isolated. But that isolation really fucking weighs down on you and just bogs down your entire personality. I don't feel like I have much to even look back to on that 18 to 19 year old time in my life or even like 19 to almost 20. I feel like my very last year was pretty eventful. I've done a fuck ton of stuff. I started dropping like whole ass videos that I can, even if they're not like blowing up or they're not even high quality, like I can look back on those and I can know exactly who I was and what I was feeling and I can examine the events that were happening. And I don't know, even if it sucks, when you try, when you try to capitalize on your abilities and you try to push yourself and you try to produce in in whatever you're good at, you just try to produce to the fullest extent of your abilities. At the very least, like even if it wears you down and even if it sucks and even if you're tired, you won't remember being tired. Like you'll look back and you'll have no fucking idea how you felt. Like you'll vaguely know that you were upset, but like I can't, I can't imagine, I cannot even fathom my state of mind when I was like 16. I have no idea how I was feeling when I was 16 or even younger than that. You know, I saw on TikTok that you could go through your, oh my gosh, I got to stop touching this. I'm sorry. You can go through your likes. And when you look at your likes on Instagram, usually it'll sort from like newest to oldest. So you can scroll down and you'll progressively go through older and older pictures. You can reverse that and you can look at your oldest like pictures. I can pull up pictures that I liked from like, holy shit, like 2015. And oh my God, who was I? I don't remember liking the things that I like. I don't remember thinking like that, but that was fully and wholly me for a very large period of my life. Like, I can't remember them specifically. I'm going to have future Carson throw them right now. Okay. He's, he's, I'm assuming you're putting shit up. You're putting shit up, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Could you swipe over? One more. One more. One more. Okay. One more. Okay. Okay. Like, like, oh, who the fuck is that? Like, that's not even mildly interesting to me now. I would not interact with anybody who enjoys that type of shit. Like, looking at it, it's so, it's so my humor. And my life philosophy was so subpar. And I mean, as you would expect from a 13-year-old. I don't know. How fucking cute is that, though? I implore you, if you do have Instagram, go back through and like look at your shit like that. Look at who you were. Really look at it. Try to imagine being that former version of you. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's really good for your overall perspective of yourself because looking back and like cringing at shit that you liked or like seeing yourself like there's some like political posts that I like that I see now and I'm like oh my god like how ew like genuinely ew but like I like knowing that I've been learning and that I've been growing and that I've been developing and that I've like actually taken the time to think these things through whatever the content may be and I've taken time to construct my worldview in such a vastly different manner and it's just, it's the product of so much thought and time and introspection and trauma and uh, like good and bad personal relations and heartbreak and love and friendship and the erosion of friendship and the 
inevitable highs and lows of whatever the fuck your life has been and will be. That was a bit of a rabbit hole, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm trying to push myself as hard as I can now so that 25-year-old Carson will be able to look back and he'll have a concrete he'll have a concrete picture of who he was cuz I'm not going to remember this I'm not going to remember this iteration of me. This iteration of me will be lost in space and time and it will be exclusively confined to the internet. Like that's the only place where I'm ever going to find this specific version of me. Again, I basically fucking die the second that I stop recording this video. And then new Carson is born and new Carson is going to judge old Carson. And it's just going to keep happening and happening and happening until I eventually I peak, I peak and then I hit my peak and then I develop and then I develop in a way that is maybe harmful to my current talents, but it's going to be so much better for me overall. And I'll be able to look back and I'll know that even though I may not be as capable as I was like, I just get to be now because I already did what I was here to do. I already did what I was here to do. I don't think there's any shame in the erosion of your talents. And sometimes, I mean, there are examples where people, they're not known for anything except for what they produce past their peak or them as a, their personal philosophies and their personal mindsets and their, um, their outlook, just, they wouldn't have had as much of an impact even as a more talented iteration of themselves just because they didn't have like the way that they could put it out in the world and the way that I, they could broadcast it to others just other people couldn't receive it had they not had it not come to them at a very specific point you know Ugh, i feel like i'm trying way too hard to try to force myself to sound intelligent today I hate when I get into these pseudo-intellectual states of mind and I try too hard to sound smart because I feel like I I feel like I keep myself from I feel like I block off the actual intelligent portions of my brain when I try to make it happen and that is so shitty that is so inconvenient for this line of work and just for any types of work that involve thinking in general it's I don't understand why it's so I don't understand the ebbs and flows of personality. Like, I don't understand why sometimes the parts of us that are like, like the funny parts of us or the sad parts of us or the humorous parts of us are, I already said, fuck, see, what is it, funny and humorous? Like, who the fuck do I think I am? Like, I'm just not tapped into the creative portion of my brain right now. And I don't understand why sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. Like, I don't understand what restricts me from accessing those areas of my mind and I don't understand what opens them up. I don't know. It's so strange to me how, what's the word? Artificial we are most of the time. And it's so bizarre how, why am I trying so hard? Oh my God. Ugh. I'm gonna, I don't know why I force it and I don't know why, I don't know why I feel bad when it's not coming to me. I don't know why I don't just let it come to me. I don't know why I am. I feel like when I'm at my absolute best as a speaker, as a thinker, as a writer, as a creator of any sorts, whether I'm creating like 
whether I'm creating mundane shit, like I'm creating the specific processes that I'm going to do my menial labor. Like, for example, I had a very specific process when I was a dishwasher at Chili's. I had a very specific way of sorting and washing and like cleaning and spraying off and scraping all of these specific dishes. And I had a very specific way that I would do every single dish. And that doesn't feel super creative, but that's definitely just me. I mean, I feel like that's definitely an example of me just popping into a flow state and just allowing myself to construct patterns as I see fit to get work done in a manner which feels okay to produce for me. And I do the same shit at Walmart. Like I have specific ways of scrapping the cardboard and specific like, I don't know. I have my own little signatures even on shit that like doesn't matter. Like nobody else sees. Like I, I had a job mowing grass for I think God like six years I think I started in like sixth grade and I kept going until I finished high school and I had like obviously mowing grass is never going to be fucking interesting okay it's not I mean it's really good like background video if you're watching like a fucking reddit story or like you have some intellectual content to like throw over but other than that like it's really drab dreary sweaty dirty work and it's not glam whatsoever and it just sucks and it's fucking monotonous and it doesn't feel like there's any creativity involved but i definitely like i carved out little i would carve out little routes in my because i used to have to mow on like a big farm so i would have to mow like big areas of grass and i would carve out like little routes and i would make little patches just because i could where i would mow up all the grass in this little patch and then i would start another one and i would carve out these little triangles that i would do before i would move on to the next and then move on to the next and then move on to the next and that would leave my little my little riding lawnmower pattern in the grass leaving my own little signature on even the most mundane of fucking tasks and I don't like it doesn't feel creative, but I mean, how much easier is shit like that or just just, literally anything that you're trying to do? How much easier are things when you just you stop thinking and you let yourself get into this flow state where you just you just do and you let you let the work come to you and you you take your tasks as an input. And you basically, you just let that task get jumbled up however it needs to get jumbled up in your head for you to complete the task. And then you just do it. And even no matter how mundane and no matter how boring and no matter how simplistic a task may feel, we leave our own little signatures when we do that. And we don't have to, we don't have to struggle to do it because like we know how to do it and we just, we interpret how to do it in our own little ways and we just get shit done in a way that is uniquely us and I want to be able to get shit done in a way that is uniquely me and sometimes sometimes I feel like in order to achieve that I have to I have to take a break and I have to not you know I feel like I need to know when um like when I outline a topic for a podcast and I start talking about it and I just I have nowhere to go and I'm stuttering and I have no shit to say whatsoever i need to know that like that's just not for me to talk about that day i need to be better about receiving my thoughts i feel like we do this bizarre thing where we attach ourselves to our own thoughts and we kind of see our thoughts as an extension of ourselves and i think that's bullshit i don't think our thoughts are our own i because i mean 
what the hell do we know when we get here? What do you know as a baby? Like if you yourself, if you had a child today, that motherfucker would know nothing. Your baby is an idiot. All of your future babies will be idiots. Okay. Not in the sense that they don't understand how to interact with people. Cause I think a lot of that is innate. And I think babies are kind of geniuses in that way. I think they pick up on shit that we can't, but like ask your baby about George Washington, go ahead. Ask your baby about primary colors. Bet you 10 fucking bucks. Your baby can't say the alphabet. We're born knowing fucking nothing. And then somewhere along the way, the idiots that we are, because we never really stop knowing nothing, but we start pretending like we don't know nothing. And we stop acknowledging that most things are completely foreign and unintelligible to us. And everything that we do know was disclosed to us or presented to us because somebody else or some other medium was I don't want to say kind enough because sometimes people tell us stuff for their own personal gain and they have like ulterior motives in mind, but everything that you know was given to you by someone else or something else. It was distributed to you by another medium. Nothing that you think about anything is your own. It is your own interpretation, like your specific, your specific mental amalgamation is all you. That's all you. All you have is your interpretation. And even your interpretation is very highly influenced by outside sources. Like we're not drawing conclusions based on our own innate observations. Not usually. Not usually. We can. Like, I mean, you can have an instance where I think you see this a lot. Like you, um, you as a guy, you're dating a girl, um, you're dating your first girl in like you're like 13 years old, let's say like seventh or eighth grade, that girl breaks your heart. And then you're like, Oh girl broke my heart. I hate women. Now you can make little like stupid connections like that based on like anecdotal evidence, but like broad, like overreaching sentiments usually are thrust upon you by some motherfucker who was here before you and knows how to just jam pack your head with whatever they want you to think. That sounds like really like friends, like tinfoil hat, like conspiracy theory. And I don't, I, I really don't mean it like that. I don't mean you're getting mind controlled in like a sense that like somebody specifically can control you, but I think we're all mind controlling each other. And I don't think we acknowledge it enough because we are so attached to our own thoughts that like we've convinced ourselves that our own conception, preconceptions and our own ideas are just are us. And we forget that like they have a root, like something outside of us gave us what we think is common sense. I use that wrong. Common sense. I think I got that right. Ew. I just, and I think that's a part of the reason why arguing gets so heated now. Everything we talk about like online or in person, it so easily devolves into just angry blabbering because we feel like we ourselves are getting attacked when we try to deconstruct specific ideas. And I, I hate that. I really hate it. I hate not being able to examine ideas 
individually outside of a person and being able to acknowledge like you're not a bad person for thinking this, but this idea, like it, it is not a good idea. Like it's not an okay idea. And here's why I wish we could acknowledge that more. And I wish we, I wish we were less hard on ourselves for the way that we think because we control so little about how we think it's depressing, hard not to feel like really intensely for people who have come across ideas that are super widely hated and they just, they don't, one, they don't really understand why it's so widely hated because they're so deeply connected into some other thought process that just is outside of the mainstream. And two, that I get a Snapchat. And two, that, oh, what the fuck was I going to say? And two, that like, two, I just, I just hate the way, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Dude, okay, I'm going to come back and record this when I'm tapped in. I'll be in Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, hey. I am back a couple days later. I don't know what the fuck that mess was. I don't know why I thought I'd be able to sit down and record a solid podcast episode with, I don't think I prepared at all, but, um, I now know that it's going to be a steaming pile of shit if I do. So lesson learned. I have, God damn, that was loud. I have recently been seeing a lot of and I know you have too, I have seen a fuck ton of propaganda pretty much everywhere. I originally started out majoring in business marketing, which is essentially literally just majoring in propaganda. And I've made the switch over the last couple years, I think about a semester and a half ago, I switched over to journalism. So basically the antithesis of marketing. And I feel like I have a unique view into the specific way that a lot of news organizations and um, news outlets and just motherfuckers on the internet, it's, I feel like I have some insight that makes it especially easy to see just exactly where and how people use words that aren't technically lies, but they just use shit in a way to blatantly lie without getting sued for it, you know, using little pieces of truth to tell completely untruthful stories. I don't want this to seem like an I'm smarter than you, so I know better because that's not what it is. I just have I have a unique set of skills designed to particularly see this type of bullshit and you're able to do shit that I'm not able to do. This isn't an I'm better than you situation, but I am seeing I'm seeing hordes of fucking evidence. And I'm noticing so many things that I didn't notice before that make it pretty obvious when a news organization is trying to do propaganda. And instead of just telling you, like, take my word for it, trust me, I know best. I want to show you some of the specific ways using articles and like actual fucking bills. Yeah, I read actual fucking bills to do this. I want to show you guys some of the ways that people just blatantly fucking lie to you. So I chose two separate stories, which I don't know if they've been covered or not on major outlets. I'm going to target Fox today just because I mean, fucking obviously when I have more time and I just, when I'm not like rushing to put something together before I leave for a spring break trip, because I leave like literally tomorrow. So I'm going to try to edit this all tonight and edit out the droves of just incomprehensible garbage that I spewed in my first day of recording this episode. 
I want to, I read through the bills. I read through the actual fucking bills, not random misinfo. I read some other extra articles and I've taken like four pages of fucking notes for two separate articles. And I want to address the specific ways in which these motherfuckers are lying to you. So first of all, there's this article that I saw about San Francisco offering $5 million to eligible black adults as reparations. So basically what the eligibility requires that black people be, if you are black, you're 18 years old, you ad- you've identified as black or African-American for at least like 10 years in public documents, born in or migrated to San Francisco between 1940 and 1996, 56-year window, living in the city for 13 years, you were displaced by urban renewal between 1954 and 1973, which that's basic, like, that's basic redlining shit, essentially to sum it up as well as I can, which I can't without getting in depth, but it's not super interesting and I don't want to be boring. It's in the United States. Redlining is a discriminatory practice in which services are withheld from potential customers who reside in neighborhoods classified as hazardous to investment. These neighborhoods have significant numbers of racial and ethnic minorities and low income residents. So all of that attended city schools before desegregation, which like fucking obviously, or descendant of a slave in America before 1965, which would be the liberation of the slaves or liberation. It just it said that slavery is illegal unless, of course, you're a prisoner in the country with 25 percent of the prisoners in the world. But that's an entirely separate video. They're offering five million to eligible black adults. They're offering the elimination of debt and tax burdens, $97,000 over a 250-year span. So it's like to the family. It's not to individuals. And by the way, I should I should explain, when I say offer, I mean as in this is like a proposal. Absolutely nothing is finite. It hasn't even been voted on. And it costs $1 per family to um, buy into it, by the way. So essentially just given. But I cannot stress enough This is just San Francisco discussing something that honestly, I do think is kind of pandery, but I think it's that type of business. I think it's that type of business strategy where you just, you come out with a bold, just obviously overblown price point to get a conversation started, to get negotiations running. I think that's what this is. I don't think there's any, especially in California, California panders to rich people so fucking much. I don't think there's any any way even over a 250 year period that they're just going to give five million dollars to people because i i know the country i live in and i know how rich kids pinch their motherfucking pennies the board voting on this can vote to change adopt or reject all recommendations they can vote to scrap all of it it is kind of pandery it's just a business strategy okay it's not going to be five million dollars and this is in this is in california the pandering capital of America. You know, they formed a fucking reparations task force after George Floyd and still have no sort of reparation price tag. Like it, it is the capital of liberal pandering. It's kind, it's kind of obvious bullshit. Also just, I feel like it's important to mention the black people that do live in San Francisco, less than 50,000 black people total right now Not all of those black families are eligible. I read you the eligibility things. Like if you're black and you moved to San Francisco like five years ago, this isn't for you. If you don't have family members who were in San Francisco in a time where there was significant like racial discrimination, it's not for you. So it's likely, 
I mean, it's likely going to be less than about 10,000, maybe if it even comes to fruition, which I don't think it will. And also feel like it's important to point out California struggles heavily with their treatment of homeless people because it's so fucking expensive to live there. They cater to rich people very heavily in California. Black people are only 6% of San Francisco's population. They're over a third of the fucking homeless population. It is 38%. That is almost two fifths. That's, I mean, obviously, obviously something has been done fucking wrong there. there that's not an accident. You don't have 6% of the population as 40% of the homeless population. If you've treated people well and with respect, San Francisco has fucked them over so regularly. I don't even need to get into the entire state because San Francisco alone, they've had government policies and practices to imprison black people at higher rates like specifically with the war on drugs, which is a, that is, if you were, if you're a direct descendant or you yourself were a, were somebody who was like incarcerated for two decades for like fucking weed, an ounce of weed possession, that would also qualify you, which I think that's more than fair. And honestly, I feel like should be extended to literally everybody if they get that implemented because they just, that, that was bullshit. It was it was bullshit just to just for prisons to make money. It was disgusting. They denied black people home and business loans. So like, how the fuck are you supposed to build wealth if you can't do the things that build wealth in this country? This is a country where the rich people get rich because they have businesses. You don't give people loans to start businesses. They're not going to be fucking wealthy. It just that's just how it is. You don't let people buy quality homes, they're not going to have the money that the, they're not, their houses aren't going to appreciate. Their houses aren't going to like inflate to fucking a million dollars over 50 years. Like a lot of white people have had happen to their houses. And they also restricted, I mean, they just blatantly restricted where black people could work and where they fucking live. That's the redlining shit. They, they objectively, objectively made these people's lives harder, even after slavery. That's not count. I don't even need to get into the slavery shit to kind of justify some sort of reparations. I didn't use a CNN or an MSNBC or any of that shit. I promise. This is literally just me looking at policy. This is me doing an excess amount of work for something that 20 people are going to see. Okay. Fox. They opened with a quote from Eric McDonald. Is that his name? Aaron Eric McDonald, who's the chair of San Francisco's reparations advisory committee. They referred to a quote from McDonald talking about how he said he came to the five million dollar based on a journey rather than a math formula. So straight out of the gate, it's immediately going to this this facts over feelings, like illogical, like this argument that has been widespread since, I mean, since the days of like the iFunny alt-right pipeline, you know what I mean? I used to see this shit on iFunny when I was 13, fucking talking about owning libs with logic and all that bullshit. It's just immediately taking a quote out of context to try to make them seem illogical. Leading with that is not a fucking accident, okay? You don't use quote leads unless they are substantially important to the article. I am told, I'm instructed by my college specifically to not use quotes as leads, which leads are really fucking important, by the way, the first 20 words of sentence. I am directly instructed to not use quote leads unless it's like something insane, like a fucking, a senator like dropping a fucking F bomb 
or like a president, like, like maybe John F. Kennedy's last fucking word. Like it has to be something substantially important. This it's blatantly misleading and it's on purpose because they know most people will not lead past it. They'll see journey instead of a math formula and they will just shut down. Fox acknowledges that not all 50 K would qualify. Fox says, and I hate this specific kind of language. This specific kind of language is the first example of something that I think is blatant propaganda usage and I think needs to be pointed out. Fox says it refers to a senator saying, and I quote, some San Franciscans had suggested using the cannabis tax, which would only be 10.25 million annually. Now, that specific quote is supposed to point out how ridiculous the $5 million number is, which it is kind of ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous, first of all. I do want to establish that as a prerequisite. But it's used to act like this is completely impossible. It's used to try to make it seem like the suggestion is so incredibly out of proportion that it shouldn't even be considered. Using some San Franciscans had suggested as a fucking source is blatantly misleading. Okay, that's not a top advisor. That's not using the language of a bill that is blatantly misleading. It is blatantly misleading. There is no other way to put it. Some San Franciscans had suggested fucking who, who, who literally anybody from San Francisco. It seems more like that's something that a senator would throw out because I mean, that's obviously that's just kind of conversational. Like somebody asks you about a somebody goes up to this woman. They ask her about like they ask her about a proposal that is in no means finite. Like it's literally just an idea, like a template for maybe getting something done in the future. And they're like, Hey, how do you plan on doing this? And like, I don't know. Some San Franciscans had suggested like, that. are you kidding? Like how, come on, come on. It is, it's misleading on purpose and it's meant to freak you the fuck out. It's meant to make you angry. It's meant to make you think, oh my God, these people are trying to make us fucking bankrupt to try to give other people my fucking money. And that's just not the reality of the situation. No money is being distributed, period. Right now, Fox says the proposal also called for debt forgiveness, which is true. I think the most effective way to use your propaganda or to manufacture propaganda. And I could actually make an episode just fully manufacturing propaganda if you want to see how fucking easy it is to do it without like blatantly lying. You sprinkle little pieces of truth within the article and then you use like, you use little, little pieces of quotes slightly out of context and you can use them to kind of speculate and speculating isn't illegal. It would be illegal for Fox to just say, this senator says they have plans to use the fucking cannabis tax on these reparations. They have plans to use the money that you guys spend on cannabis, that tax revenue, to fund their to fund the essentially to fund the lives of black people. That would be libelous. You can't fucking just outright lie. But you can say that like in a passing conversation, a senator said, oh, I mean, some San Franciscans had suggested and nobody's going to be like, oh, I mean, it was just some fucking San Franciscans. Like 
it, everybody in San Francisco is some San Franciscans. Like you don't know who that is. Okay. And it's so easy if you talk in vagaries and you sprinkle little bitty buzzwords, like you sprinkle a Senator's name and you use that shit just slightly out of context or intentionally construe it in a way where it seems like they're saying it and they're just, you remove the con. I just fucking said that. It's incredibly easy to just essentially make people say whatever the fuck you want, whatever the fuck you want. And I feel like it is also important to knowledge. This is from AP and it was thrown around in the discussions by McDonald and his 15 person board. Um, the government redevelopment in San Francisco throughout black businesses and residents in the Fillmore district, which was a fucking thriving black district. It was kind of like on a lower scale. It was like black wall street in Tulsa before the Tulsa race massacres. They just fucking threw them out in the 1960s. They created the laws and the redlining and all of that bullshit. And they, they, when black people have done well, they've been targeted by the city of San Francisco. And that's part of the, that's part of the logic used in crafting such a high number. You know what I mean? $5 million is a lot, but it, it's, it's been a fucking lot from the government. It really has. It's been an insane amount. Another quote from Fox directly. They refer to the, what the fuck, the qualifications that a black person would need to meet to qualify for this $5 million. I said qualify twice, but it's okay. Um, which by the way, they, there are eight total eight total qualifications. They can't even just get money with meeting one. They have to meet two. So they referred directly to people incarcerated in the war on drugs because they said, and they quote, they quoted the bill. They said people personally or direct descendants of someone incarcerated by the war on drugs. Okay. That right there, that is what I would like to call a buzzword. The buzzwords are like the war on drugs or the most hot button one is like socialism or communism or Marxist or woke right now. I guess woke would be the most popular one because nobody knows what the fuck woke means. Woke just means that like people who aren't you like it. When you throw out these buzzwords, these specific buzzwords, throwing out war on drugs, they only listed a couple of the stipulations. In AP in the article that I used and in the um, bill in both, they mentioned the born and migrated to San Francisco between 1940 and 1996. They mentioned living in the city for 13 years. They mentioned displaced by urban renewal between 1954 and 1973. They mentioned the city school thing, city schools without desegregation. They mentioned descendants of slaves. Fox doesn't really cover that. They cover the identifying as black for 10 years. Because again, they're getting it just because they're black. That's, that's one of the things because black itself is a huge buzzword in politics because there's, I mean, there's so much racial shit ingrained in our politics in general. So when you throw out black, you immediately have like 30% of people reading your article or watching your show. You have them riled up. You have them ready to be pissed. Okay. And then you throw out the war on drugs thing, which I don't know if you know this, I don't know how many of you who are watching are very familiar with Republican families. I feel like it's fair to say that a lot of Republican families are terrified of drugs, of drug usage. It is a big no-no. I don't think that's a bad thing in and of itself at all. But when you use the war on drugs and you understand that when a lot of these people hear drugs, they hear criminal, 
they hear gangster, they hear thug, they hear ex-convict, they hear like degenerate, they hear all of these, there's so many things packed into these. And then they hear people criticize like the war on drugs and they think, oh shit, they want people to take drugs. They hear, oh my gosh, we want increased fentanyl usage because good for profits. They want increased heroin, cocaine usage. They want to smuggle more drugs across the border. All of that is subliminally packed into that three word fucking phrase, all of it. And they fucking know it. That's why Fox is such a prominent, honestly, they're for what they do. They are really fucking good at it. The part that I struggle with about Fox is I know what they're trying to do. Like the dude who owns them isn't even a fucking conservative. He just knows that if you piss people off, they will start to buy things that make them less pissed off or that they know will piss off the people that they don't like. And they don't, the people who watch Fox, they don't like drugs. They don't like gangs. They don't like, which I, I think a lot of people don't like gangs, but I don't know. I really, oh, fucking shit. Is my... Oh, my audio is still recording. Okay, Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought my audio wasn't recording. Holy shit, that scared me so bad. That scared me so bad. I know that seems like somewhat of a stretch. I promise you it's not. And that is not exclusive to Fox. CNN and MSNBC do it as well. I will jump into them at a future date. I I, I will, because honestly, it's interesting. And propaganda is not nearly as monopolistic as a lot of liberals would like to believe. It's just not. Okay, but... That does not mean that Fox is not propaganda. Okay, I'm going to go into another one. I think I might continually do this in the future because it was really fun to put together. The next one I have is, and I think this will be a very hot button issue. I don't know if it's been covered on Fox. I don't watch Fox at all. I did read the entire article and I took a full page of notes on it. And I think it was like a two page article in general. So I read it thoroughly. I read the executive order. That, but I read Biden's executive order. So fucking boring, by the way. That sucked so bad. I fucking read it, okay? I read I read some other alternative articles. I read a New York Times one, which I don't know where they stand, but I also read an AP just, just to get a general vibe of what the, um, what the, I know they're kind of political, but what the less political people have to say about the situation, okay? So here are the facts that I want to run with that I pulled straight out of the bill straight out of the bill. Okay. Not up. This is not my opinion. These are, these are in there. Okay. Biden signed an executive order aiming to increase the number of background checks on guns, promote secure firearm storage and ensure us law enforcement gets the most out of a bipartisan that is democratic and Republican supported bipartisan gun control bill. In fact, the bill itself, the bill itself spearheaded by, it was spearheaded by a Democrat. Don't give a fuck who that is. It was also spearheaded by Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn. Okay. This was backed by both parties. They're going to pretend like it's not because they want to freak you out, but it was, it is bipartisan. You're probably not going to see a bunch of shit on that, or you're going to see it misconstrued. This was a both sides bill. Okay. First of all, Biden, admittedly, his gun control rhetoric has ramped up. 
I don't know if that's personally a bad thing. I don't want to worry about it right now. He does. He calls for assault weapon bans, routinely calls for them. He's probably going to push harder as he gets closer and closer to 2024. But he's probably going to push harder, not because he gives a shit about people dying. He probably doesn't. But he knows that most, a majority of people think that the fact that they are so fucked, the gun control laws are so fucking loose now it's kind of insane. I feel like it's, I feel like it's not that crazy to say like, Hey, you should probably check on the background of the person you're selling a weapon to. I don't feel like that's crazy at all. I mean, you have to check on the background of the people who vote. You have to check on the background of people who buy houses, who start bank accounts. Like I, the fact that you would have to do all of that shit and you don't have to register, you don't have to have a like comprehensive background check to buy a fucking like a potent weapon, I, I feel like it's probably kind of reasonable. That's just me though. Okay. This one, I want to stress Biden has limited power right now. You're going to see across the Fox News article, you're going to see them talking about like Biden told people to implement and develop, implement and develop. Uh, rules, implement and develop policies, implement and develop all of that shit, like make new shit. Biden didn't make a new law here. Okay. He doesn't have the power to, he can't because the house is controlled by Republicans and you would need it to go through all three sections of the government, checks and balances, go watch the fucking schoolhouse rock video. If you don't know how this works by now, but he can't just do whatever he wants because Republicans control the house and Republicans don't want what Biden wants. I feel like that's fair to say. Okay. But Biden has limited power. He changed no U.S. policy. No U.S. government policy was changed by this bill. And Fox does acknowledge it. I'll get to that later. Okay. What he does do is he directs federal agencies to ensure compliance, which I'll be honest, sounds a little scary, but is incredibly, incredibly fucking common in governments, in the U.S. government, when presidents have not had full support on their side, which is most of the fucking time by design because people don't want to get shit done. Like, it's very rare that you have Republicans controlling all three things or Democrats controlling all three things. And it's even more rare that when they do, they'll actually help people. But regardless, he directs the federal agencies to ensure compliance. Again, common, common, has been done before by Republicans and Democrats. Okay calls on Merrick Garland, the attorney general, to shore up rules for federally federally licensed gun dealers, which basically means actually do the fucking background checks. You have to do the background checks. People haven't been doing the background checks. Make them do the fucking background checks. That is what that means, okay? And Fox refers to this directly, but again, they do that thing. What Fox said is Joe Biden was directing Merrick Garland to, quote, implement or develop and develop a plan to prevent former Fed licensed dealers whose license had been revoked or surrendered from continuing to sell firearms. That was framed as a bad thing. I don't know how the fuck it would be. I really don't. Okay. Um, it, I, I just, I, I don't even have a comment on that. I like, I feel like that's pretty fucking obvious. Like if you had a license revoked or surrendered, like, <laughs> like revoked bitch, you probably shouldn't own a gun. Like you very likely like threaten somebody with a gun, 
like shot at somebody, shot at a wife, or you were just being a dipshit and like accidentally shot a window in somebody else's house, which either way, if you're not safe with guns, you don't need to be owning assault weapons. Okay. Which also another point doesn't ban pistols. Does nothing with pistols. Does nothing with pistols. Okay. This is like rifles and shit. You can, you can go out in the streets and kill people with handguns as much as the, you can continue to do what the government has allowed you to do with handguns for the entire time. Okay. That's not being touched. Um, don't fucking kill people though. I'm not telling you to kill people. I'm explicitly telling you to not kill people. In fact, um, part of the bill is also encouraging better reporting of ballistics data from federal agencies. Okay. Federal law enforcement, not agencies, federal law enforcement, what ballistics data is, is they have a system where they can connect the casings of cartridges or bullets, essentially. They can connect those casings to the guns that shot them via like the serial numbers on the bullets and who bought the box of bullets and all of that shit, which is part of the reason why they want to make the background checks like comprehensive and thorough. Is So like if you go out and you use a bullet, on a stranger in a school or you use a bullet on a, on your fucking, your wife or husband or spouse or fucking whatever. If you do that, they want to be able to be like, okay, you fucking killed them. Go to jail, which I feel like is reasonable. Again, I do feel like that's reasonable. So better reporting of ballistics data. And this is a specific point that I want to address because this was another instance of Fox blatantly misleading. Okay. Biden did ask for the better info. I want to read specifically what Fox said they said, actually. Okay. <laughs> what Fox wrote, wrote is the NIBIN, which they have the database, currently allows, remember that word, allows Fed, state, and local law enforcement to match fired cartridge casings to guns. That word allows is there for a reason. You see, you read that sentence, you're like, oh, they can already do it. They don't have to fucking do it. It's not required. It's not required at all for them. It's required for federal law enforcement to do, which is part of what Biden's trying to be like, okay, get your shit together. You need to be able to do this. State and local law enforcement is still not required to do the thing that would allow us to track murderers by the bullets that they use to fucking murder people. Okay. State and local law enforcement doesn't have to do that. They're allowed to, they're not required. It, it, they, they just don't have to, like, I don't know how else to make it clear how ridiculous it is that they just don't have to do that. That is a thing that we can do and they're not required to. And Biden didn't make them required to because he, he can't, he doesn't have the power to, but just to be clear, Allowing doesn't mean they're required to. They don't fucking have to. In fact, they don't. They don't if they don't want to. They don't when it's convenient. Biden also says that, um, so there's the reporting thing, which I think is unequivocally good. I don't know how it would be bad. They also mentioned, Fox mentioned, it directs all federal law enforcement to issue rigorous requirements regarding NIBN, again, that database, data submission and use of this tool. That literally just means catch bad guys. Using words like rigorous requirements when you're talking about people being able to buy guns and you're talking about gun control, people are meant to read that and they are meant to think, 
oh shit, they're going to make it like borderline impossible. Kind of like insurance companies are now. They're going to make it either borderline impossible or just exceptionally difficult to buy a gun. This is their way to ban guns without banning guns, you know, and that's just not what is happening. They want to know if you have a gun, which I know might seem a little 1984 ish, but if you own a cell phone, I'm sorry, they already have enough data to fucking get you whenever they want. This background check is not going to reveal fucking anything. They have your fingerprints. They have your blood. They have your eyes from your cameras. They have scans of your eyes. They have your fucking face. They know exactly what your face looks like. Okay. They have everything. They have everything. They probably have your genetic markers, but even if they don't, I feel like they have enough. There's no reason not to do the background check thing because you've already frankly, you've already surrendered your privacy. And if you did need to use arms, if you did need to take up arms to overthrow a fucking government, I have a feeling you probably wouldn't be that worried about government policies in that specific time period anyways, by virtue of the fact that you're overthrowing the fucking government. Okay. So it's not the type of thing that would affect you either way. You could still overthrow the government. It's still just as legal. It's just as illegal, I should say, but you could absolutely go for it if you feel like, I guess. He also, Biden also directs the Federal Trade Commission to issue public, public, as an important word, remember that, reports analyzing how gun manufacturers market to minors and use military imagery on the general public. Now, that public report, Fox isn't going to like that because... I don't know if you've ever watched Fox News. I don't watch it regularly. I have watched it in the past. There's quite a bit of fucking gun imagery on it. I think, I don't know if they still do. I know they have aired NRA, ad, just straight up NRA ads in the past. And I know that for me to have viewed it in the past as a 21 year old, kids are seeing this shit. This is on TVs. This is on in people's houses all the time. Fox News is the top news show in the fucking country. It is the top news show in a country of like 350 million-ish people. I don't know the exact population, but it's a fuck ton. It's at least 300 million. I know that for damn sure. It's impossible, impossible for gun manufacturers to not be airing directly when where kids can see them. I see NRA ads sometimes on YouTube most of YouTube's audience is fucking children because children have an excessive amount of time. Children don't have jobs. Children don't have like, children don't even have after school sports or like uh, fucking community events or whatever. Children don't have children to take care of. Children don't really have to cook their own meals. Usually children are the primary audience of YouTube just because they have a fuck ton of time. And they, in that time, I mean, you fucking know that they're just, they're being pumped full of that bullshit. They just are the specific way that Fox framed those laws. What they did is they said, quote, the White House will hold the gun industry, quote unquote, accountable. That quote, by the way, that quotation thing, I would like to address that very quickly. Um, in journalism, if you put in quotation marks, a statement that somebody didn't say, and you attach their name to it and you publish it, you can be sued. It is called libel. It is not legal. It is not legal to just straight up lie about people. It's what Fox is being sued for right now with the Dominion situation is because they've 
they had altern like they had alternative opinions, they had alternative knowledge, and they still peddled their bullshit, and they were still trying to make inaccurate statements, and they were trying to frame them as truth about somebody else. That is not legal, but it's especially not legal if you use those pesky quotation marks to say they said this specifically. Quotation marks mean this specific statement came out of somebody's mouth. When a phrase does not have quotation marks attached, that means that the phrase has been paraphrased. Fox says, for example, when they opened, Biden expected to announce exact order to expand background checks to more firearm sales, but more firearm sales by expanding statutory definition of a firearms dealer. That is meant to freak people out because they're like, oh, I've given somebody a gun. Oh, I've sold a gun in a fucking raffle, which happens at a lot of schools. It happened at my high school multiple times. Okay. People sell guns to each other all the time. And that's meant to think, oh crap, they're expanding the definition of a dealer. I'm not going to be able to buy it all. Or they're going to start to make it illegal for me to sell or make it illegal for me to trade guns or make it illegal for me to, for me to sell guns myself, because maybe you have a business making guns and selling them to people. It's meant to freak you out. None of that statement was in quotations. It ends with the White House said, the White House said, and you can say somebody said something, but if you don't put it in quotations, it's just paraphrasing and you don't have to quote them directly. And so when you're going through an article and you see somebody said, you see this person said, but the statement leading into that is not in quotations, that means that it is being paraphrased, okay? There is some, or summarized, there's some sort of analyzation from an outside source that has manipulated the exact words of what was said. They didn't use quotation that, and if you see people not using quotations in news article, I recommend being, it doesn't mean that people are lying, okay? It is an incredibly common practice. I do it in a lot of my articles without lying. I, I do, okay? But if they use it without quotation, be wary, check a little for yourself and check a little for yourself doesn't mean popping onto one of the propaganda, other propaganda outlets to confirm what you already might've suspected. It means like if you see somebody talking about this bill says, and then the words leading into it aren't in fucking quotations, you should probably read the fucking bill because there, there's a very good chance they're trying to influence you one way or another. They did this twice in the article, by the way, they said, White House said, and they use quote, you can also use quotes to trick people. And I'm going to show you how they said, they said the White House said, quote unquote, they put in quotation marks there because this is directly from the executive order as close to universal background checks as possible. They want to bring us as close to universal background checks as possible. Now that is intentionally misleading and i will tell you why the phrase as close to universal background checks as possible by cutting it off after the word possible and not using the actual framing it takes it pulls you out of the context in which biden constructed this executive order to pass gun control laws theoretically you would have to have the house aligned the senate aligned and the president aligned all three Checks and balances, again, Schoolhouse Rock video, very, very solid explanation. The House is controlled by Republicans. Republicans do not like gun control, okay? Republican leaders, I mean, I, I'm not talking about Republican people when I say Republicans, so just for reference, I'm exclusively talking about leaders, I don't give a shit how y'all 
feel like I'm not angered by, I, I don't care if you want guns, you can want guns. I don't care. You're not making the fucking laws that are killing people. Okay. You can like whatever you want in a situation where the house does not support gun control. They can't pass. It's not possible to pass gun control regulations. It's not possible to pass gun control laws. It is, however, possible for Biden to use an executive order to address currently existing, concurrently existing policies, policies that are already, enact, already enacted, but may not being followed closely. He can be like, stress this shit. This needs to be done. There will be harsher punishments, punishments if you ignore the law. That is all that is possible for Biden to do. When he says as close to universal background checks as possible, that means that's as much as Biden can do. That doesn't mean it's going to be just universal background checks. It's not as close to, it doesn't mean as close to universal background checks as theoretically possible. That's just not how our fucking government works. But a lot of people know that you might not know that because I mean, shit, you got shit to do. Okay. You're probably working full time. You're probably working more than full time hours, actually. Like if you have, if you don't have like a lucrative job, you're probably working like close to 50 to 60 hours a week just to make sure that your families have decent lives or that you yourself can afford your own basic shit. Or maybe you're living in a city, so you just have to work extra because it's more expensive to live there. Whatever. They know that you don't have time to pour into this bullshit and be like, oh, that's probably misleading. So they can use that quote. They're technically not lying. It was said. It was the language used in the executive order. They know how it's going to be perceived, and it's going to per be perceived in a way that was not the intention of the speaker, and that is propaganda. That is propaganda. My buzz cut looks so fucking weird from this angle. I look a lot more like Millie Bobby Brown than I thought I was going to, but I kind of dig it. Yeah, this shit is... It's so tough. The amount of notes that I had to take on one article because it's just so prevalent is it makes me so fucking sad. Shit. This is so tiring. Okay. Now, the reasoning for this is I feel like it's important to bring up. After the passing of the bipartisan bill, which you can look this up yourself, it's called the Safer Communities Act. Okay. Repu Texas Republican sponsored, not even normal Republican. Okay. Texas Republican sponsored. Y'all know how Texans are. Okay. Or Texan senators are not Texans. After the passing of that bill, 11 more mass shootings occurred. And I know you're probably thinking 11 really doesn't sound like that much, which first of all, God, we're in hell. 11, because it, it, 11 doesn't sound like that much to me, but that's 11 fucking instances of mass shootings. That is, a, that is like a lot of people getting fucking killed. In fact, to qualify as a mass shooting, that 11 number doesn't include shootings where less than four people were killed. Four people have to, not even four people injured, four people have to fucking die for a mass shooting to even be registered, and there were 11. This bill happened, I mean, fuck, this bill happened, when did this bill happen? I'm gonna take a drink of water while I'm fucking vibing. Oh my god, dude. Last year, the bill was last year, 
That is 11 mass shootings since last year. And that doesn't count individual shootings. That doesn't count homicides of like two people. Okay. That doesn't count even like fucking, if you walk into a mall, you, you like, you injure 18 people and kill three. That doesn't count as a mass shooting here. That's how much we get shot. It's not even a fucking issue anywhere else. And that is how much we get shot. Okay. I, I like guns. A lot of people in my family like guns way more than me. I know a lot of people who fucking love guns and have really fucking cool customized guns. I don't think their guns should be taken. I really don't. I think that they, I feel like if they own, if anybody in my family owned a ton of guns and they started threatening, like, for example, I don't, I do not have any uncles like this just to be perfectly fucking clear. But if I have an uncle who like owns a bunch of guns and he starts threatening my fucking aunt with, I say fucking way too much. If I have an uncle who owns a bunch of guns and he starts threatening my aunt regularly with guns, maybe sometimes pistol whipping her or God knows what, I feel like it's fair to take Though I feel like it's fair to take those guns away. And maybe I feel like maybe you should compensate them because you're probably going to use those guns in the first place. I feel like you shouldn't just be allowed to just have. I don't think you should just be able to like take those guns and just have them. I feel like you should compensate people for the fucking money that they put into this shit because people don't have a lot of money. And I don't think you should be able to take what little they have. But I don't know. I think I would favor my aunt being safe over a cool collection of lethal toys. I, I feel like that's entirely fucking reasonable. Okay. I feel like it's reasonable that if you have somebody who is potentially dangerous, who has exhibited significant homicidal tendencies or suicidal behavior, I feel like it's, I feel like it's reasonable to not have them around guns for a temporary period. Okay. I feel like it's reasonable to shore up the already existing rules for background checks. I feel like that's reasonable. I feel like it's even reasonable to have universal background checks. We have universal every fucking thing else. Okay. I registered to vote. My name and ID are attached. My social security number is attached to my fucking, my bank address. My, I think it's attached to my current apartment. I don't know if it's attached to my house. Cause I know my, my parents' names are attached to my fucking house. Um, my, oh my God, like my personal information is attached to like an Amazon prime account and we don't want it attached to lethal weapons. Like what the fuck? Like what the fuck? I mean, there's not a lot of thought put in there. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I get the shall not be infringed thing. I get the shall not be infringed thing, but I also get that like kids are getting shot. Kids are getting shot in school. Grown people are getting shot in fucking Walmarts and in at like big mass events at parties at or just getting shot in general. Like maybe, maybe guns don't kill people. Maybe people kill people. I don't know why we're letting the people that kill people have the guns. You know, I just, I feel like it's not even overreaching. I feel like it's not overreaching whatsoever to say, Hey, we have the ability to track the bullets of the people who are shooting people. Maybe you should do that. Like it already says you should do that. Like you're allowed to might as well just like make you fucking do that. So like people shoot people less or the people that do shoot people 
get taken out of an environment in which they can shoot people. But that's just me. I don't know. And I think the most frustrating part of all of this is the executive, the limited power of Biden was addressed in the Fox article. Okay. Once you get past the stuff about like just the basic talking point stuff meant to scare people, like they have a quote, last June, Biden signed into law the most significant gun bill in 30 years, which gun control has been dog shit for like 30 years. I don't think the 30 year cutoff was an accident. I didn't research it, but like, I mean, we're getting killed now. We don't need to worry about the gun policies of 30 years ago. But regard, just side note, the motherfucking article ends with a quote from an unnamed official says the president is going to continue to fight for common sense gun safety legislation. And there are all sorts of pieces of legislation that we need. But in the meantime, the president wants the federal government to be doing all that we can with existing authority to reduce gun violence. And that's what this executive order does. It's fucking acknowledged. They know, they know how fast we click off of articles with our ADHD brains. Okay. They know, they know. And it's fucking on purpose. It is on purpose. Cause it's not even, it's not even as sinister as they want you to kill people. Okay. Cause I genuinely don't think that a lot of the rich kids who end up in office, I don't think they're competent enough to plan it out at a mass scale. I think that they know that it's insanely guns are an insanely profitable industry. Guns are fucking cool. They are. And the customizations that come with guns are also fucking cool. And it's fun to go to like shooting ranges or even like, I don't know if y'all are from the country, but I'm from a very rural area. So you could just like set up targets in the backyard and shoot at shit. And that is incredibly fun. And I don't think that's a pastime that should be taken away. But I mean, we it's so insanely clear that something has to be done to stop schools and not even just school just people just people in general i don't think it's i don't think it's less bad when an adult is shot okay i feel like adults and children should both not be shot i feel like that's reasonable and we already have made some of the laws to kind of help and it's i mean it's been shown to help in literally every other country. I mean, even the countries that do have guns, if they have guns and they have these background checks, which a lot of the countries that do have like widespread gun usage, obviously like guns become widespread because they're not well regulated, which I I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm not going to share anything, but like it's already fucking there. It was supported by Democrats and Republicans, and they're just not enforcing it. And not only are they not enforcing it, when they do enforce it, they peddle it as negative and they peddle it against the side that they don't like. And that is not exclusive to Fox. I cannot stress it a fucking enough. When you see articles talking about proposed bills, proposed laws, when they mention like short little quotes like statements in quotation that are like 10 words or less and look kind of out of place and they like have it thrown in in the middle of a sentence or they say this person says and they don't put it in quotations read the fucking bill yourself they are probably trying to mislead you and if they aren't 
then God damn it, at least you know for sure. I don't know. I feel like it's worth it just to not get fucking hoodwinked and maybe not buy into systems that are built to fuck you over because the systems are built to fuck you over. They're built to keep you poor. They're built to keep you scared. They're built to just, they're built to keep you satisfied with the absolute minimum that they can provide you. And please, 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 I know you hear the don't the do your own research rhetoric. Doing your own research does not mean you click on another fucking news outlet. It doesn't. Do your own research means you read the fucking bills, okay? And if you don't read the bills, that's completely okay. There are plenty of bills that I haven't read. I haven't read most bills, vast majority of bills. I feel like it's fair to say 99% of bills that have been proposed in America or even just passed, I have not read. It is entirely fair to say that. Okay. I'm not better than you. I am. I'm just as prone to fucking propaganda. Okay. This is a deconstruction. This isn't me coming at you as some sort of intellectual higher power who knows definitively whether or not I'm being fucking lied to. Cause I don't always, but when I don't know, I check the fucking source material. If you think that a bill is, for example, trying to ban Christianity from public spaces, because I know a lot of rhetoric surrounding Christianity is used to, to like provoke emotions for people for extreme measures in one way or another. You have Christian and anti-Christian, and it's really easy to politicize religion because it's such a hot button issue. But if you like, for example, if you think that a bill is trying to ban like the reading of a Bible or maybe just like prayer in general, not even not even like outspoken prayer, but trying to ban you from praying in certain spaces. And the article that says that doesn't have, oh, banning fucking the Bible or banning prayer in public places, specifically in quotations or in a really short quotation that doesn't say exactly that. Read it the fuck for yourself. Read it yourself. Read it yourself. I read it yourself. Somebody is probably lying to you. Okay. Somebody is probably lying to you most of the fucking time. In fact, if you want to, everything that you've heard me say, look it up for yourself. Fucking cross-reference it. If I lied, call me out. If I didn't fucking pat me on the back, Venmo me your entire week's paycheck, I earned it. Anyways, God damn it, I am tired and I think I have a lot to edit out of this video because it was kind of a it was kind of a stinker to begin and it was kind of a stinker <laughs> kind of throughout. But I don't know. Um y'all can fuck off now. <laughs>